0: mm <laughs> Welcome back to Fly Over Territory podcast, fresh off a 99-day lockout. <laughs> Seemed like 99-year lockout. Uh, we're back for season four, season five? At least season four, right? I, it's definitely four. Yeah. It might be five. I was going to look this up before we started, but uh, as always, co-host Woody. And with me is co-host Dave. Dave, what how are you? we doing?
1: Uh, I hope the microphone can pick this up a little bit. Oh yeah, one of them will. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh we're we're doing good. We we are here 8 days away from opening day. Do we have that correct? It's April 7th. Seven. Seven. 7 days. 7, Seven. April 7th. it so. thir- starts on a Thursday. We're recording starts on a week. Thursday. Yeah. So within a week we're going to have uh Major League Baseball happening and what a ride to, to, like, arrive at having baseball here after 99 days of lockout. And I don't know about you, but, like, the roller coaster that it took, like, emotionally. Because I, I – and this is uh, – I don't know if I could have ever followed through on it. Because when baseball inevitably came back or decided they were going to have a season, here we are uh, recording this, spending way too much time thinking and processing this Minnesota Twins team. But I was like, I was at a point Woody, where I was kind of like, baseball is going to be locked out. Fine, good riddance. Like, give me this excuse to, quote unquote, be done with you because it, it's just been, it's kind of like, said in many different ways, shapes, and forms. Like, this sport cannot get out of its own way. Like, every decision seems to be during the lockout to be like just an exercise yes. and like, hey, how do you disillusion more people from your sport? So, again, we spent 99 days where we're kind of pushed to the brink as fans, uh, as folks that choose to <laughs> uh, consume this product. And I, I, like I said, I stand by that. Like, there's a point where I'm just like, if this thing happens, like, fine great good grand wonderful let me focus on oh let's look around at the other struggling franchises that i support near relegation zones i was just like this is maybe like a clearing house now i don't know if i could have ever followed through on like a our friend chuck level of like taking all my twin stuff and burying it in the backyards as some kind of like weird uh like literally putting the shovel <laughs> in his fandom uh but it was it was tough like that's where i feel we were at was this just like damn you baseball, like, why you got to do this? And now here we are. I, for one, will say that I feel energized for the 2022 season, the Major League Baseball season. And we'll discuss what we feel about the Minnesota Twins baseball season. But how was the lockout for you? Wherever where, take us through the, the Ryan Wood experience of the 99-day lockout. Oh, man. It was, uh,
0: as, as many texts... To you, we're definitely, uh, definitely, you know, commenting on. Uh, I was overall super positive. Was definitely thinking he was coming back. Um, <laughs> I uh was convinced that the owners and the players are gonna do the right thing. Yeah. And yep. and totally believed them and didn't and definitely we uh didn't we definitely did not look into buying a uh, AAA affiliate <laughs> season tickets to to. Maybe Master their pain. Which hilarious story, by the way. They called me finally back today. We tried to do this like again. The lockdown ended March 10th, so this was we have the text a, record of yes, this. yes. This was at least a good six weeks ago, and they finally are just calling <laughs> me back. <laughs> so I'm glad that like they didn't do their job, and and they probably missed out on a decent little sale. Yep.
1: But uh, there was yeah. there was a definite 36 hour window where we're kind of like, okay, so I think we need to block our statements back. Like, we feel we were done with Major League Baseball, but well, we weren't quite done with baseball. So how are we going to get there? Well, we still need to have our Royce Lewis time. That's true. Uh, so we felt it was the right thing to do to try to get us through. And instead, now we are going to be in attendance in person April 13th. Correct. At Target Field. Correct. To watch the Hometown Nine. So, sorry, Saints. We'll try to make our way down there again. I think that would be... I think so.
0: I I mean... Now, speaking of Royce, and getting a little bit ahead, we don't need to spend a ton of time on this, but as we were going through doing some prep for the, for the pod, we, uh, just five minutes ago, breaking news for us, Royce Lewis optioned down <laughs> to St. <Saint> Paul. <laughs> um, so we would have been able to see him. Um, there was some worry initially, uh, but I'm sure we'll get into that, that he might be, unfortunately, being our open day starting shorts yeah uh. that
1: oh now see this is sitting here uh march 31st and and both woody and i I think we both have the same page pulled up which is the espn's transaction guide for the minnesota twins And let's just say there's a lot of activity uh Mm -hmm. between march 12th and the 17th that will uh in itself was like a roller coaster for both of us i feel and and is still part of the roller coaster of the preparation for this season because oh how best to say this buddy it, it still doesn't make a ton of sense to, to to try to ascertain like a true sense of what this front office is trying to do here so we, we've got the lockout kind of shut everything down Um, You know, you look at this page and there is nothing from January 19th where the team itself, not not any of the players are reporting who the you know, the the, uh, coaching staff is. And then that tidal wave of activity, March 12th, right around that eight when the uh, lockout ended, teams were participating in one of the most breakneck stretches of free agency accompanied by teams making deals that major league baseball has ever seen it was wild
0: it was it was a wild time to be like a free agent like hot stove fan like if you're like into baseball and i and, and baseball isn't like this way for me as much like i think more like football basketball like yeah. deadline stuff and like and free agency like but baseball usually is rolled out like it's slow mm-hmm. you'll get like a big name or two every like week or so but this was, like, 48 hours of, like, rumors just flying left and right, and then just things just happening.
1: Well, this is – to kind of close that thought on, like, where the lockout left us, it was kind of like, so we're almost done with Minnesota Twins baseball as a, uh angry fan base just upset with how the whole lockout settled. I canceled my MLB subscription package for the radio, which you – know, the 1999 – Yeah. Uh, so I can listen to my Twins games wherever I want, which I just bought again today. Uh, like yeah. A clown, <laughs> uh, I had canceled that. We had talked about it getting Saints, and then the lockout ends, and it's kind of like, okay, all right, I guess it's back. Let's let's dial up the fantasy leagues. Let's get our pick'em set. Let's start thinking about this this Minnesota Twins club, and again, that zero to sixty and the Twins in that mix. If I'm remembering correctly, like March twelfth, because I I was fanatically hitting refresh yeah. on mlbtraderumors.com. Yeah. And oh, I was yeah. just in – because there was a couple days before the Twins made any moves, right? I'd have to look back. When does the lockout officially end? It officially ends on the 10th. but Yeah. I mean, and, like,
0: the – I was going to say, I think we had, like, some – I thought we had some – I don't think this is true. I was in my head, though, thinking we had some, some lead-up of, like, hey, and the watch – we did, actually. I take that back. We had some watch for these deals to be made as soon as the lockout ends. But this was, like, the couple weeks before it. So it wasn't, like – March 9th, this happened, and then March 10th, the lockout yeah. ended. It was like, watch for Freddie Freeman to look at these teams. <laughs> and so, like, we're all like, why do we care right now? There's not a season. Like, and, it was, and then all of a sudden, like, March 9th, 10th happens, and everyone's, like, frantically going back and, wait a minute, what was that article I read, like, two weeks ago about, like, so-and-so and, like, Carlos Correa and Trevor Story and, like, all this stuff. And then, yeah, there's, like, 48 hours of just for, – for me, I remember thinking, like, man – Sure seems like every other team but us is doing something right now. And that was like the overall feeling I had.
1: And that that leads us to March 12th, where the first move of what would be a crazy two-day stretch happens. And uh, Mitch Carver being moved to Texas for uh, their shortstop, middle infielder, um kind of utility guy apparently he was like a shortstop catcher like yeah. that was like his yeah. two primaries yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, i know just because having employed his services on fantasy baseball it's kind of like one of those sneaky like yeah stupid like the guys played like five innings catching so you can pop him in there even <laughs> though he's so isaiah kinder falefa is signed or traded for with the twins they even there's a great photo of like uh <laughs> Rocco Baldelli like shaking his yeah, hand in like the stadium
0: tunnel or whatever <laughs> yeah. and it's just like and now it's like it become that meme of like uh events that preceded unfortunate
1: <laughs> baseball moments or something like that <laughs> and, and we'll get to the other Donaldson piece but there's oh, like man. and somebody had like snarkily put in the comment like hey welcome to the twins we're really only gonna need you to like hang out with one guy <laughs> go find Josh Donaldson because then after the after the Garver trade takes place and this is where I was kind of looking back i think sunny gray was acquired before the donaldson trade goes into place if if my memory serves me correct i feel like what happened was garvers traded and it's kind of like okay now we've signed that shortstop that this team needs because woody that that was like going into the offseason. it's like okay the twins here's what they've got they, they've extended buxton before the lockout and and you know, that for me being a massive, like what's all I want is this guy to have one full season healthy to show like what he can do. So it's like, great. Buxton's a twin. Actually super excited about that. Then the rest of the team kind of was like, we need a shortstop, not named Anderson Simmons. This is a extremely deep free agent shortstop class that is available. Javi Baez signs with Detroit, by the way. Was that before the lockout? I want to say that was before the lockout. Wasn't that? Yeah, that was one of those
0: like five or six deals that slid in in like yeah, November, right, December, right? right
1: before everything. And you're still like, okay, there's lots of shortstops. What are the Twins gonna do to improve shortstop? They've got an abundance of catchers, to an extent, like having Jeffers, Rorffart, and uh, uh, Garver. So th- this first deal says like, okay, they just filled in that need at shortstop. And it's kind of like, okay, this deal makes sense. It, it mo- does nothing to move the needle whatsoever. And you're kind of like, okay, so Jeffers is the starting catcher. IKF is now going to play short. And that seems to be our infield. Like, we're set. Okay, well, shoot, we still need pitching. So that was kind of like, we still have this need for pitching. And if my memory serves me correct, then Sonny Gray is signed. And you're kind of like, hmm, okay, so we just traded Chase Petty, the number one from the twenty twenty. One draft, One draft. The, most, the most recent draft, most draft. recent yep. draft yep. for Sonny Gray, who's somebody that's come up in this podcast before. We've talked about how much we'd love to have Sonny Gray on the Twins as part of a Ugh. rotation that we would envision. <coughs> so the Twins make that move, and again, if my memory serves me correct, we're kind of like, and I'm still sitting there being like, ah, okay, like I guess we're like rolling with Sonny Gray to improve this rotation. IKF's an improvement at short. We're missing Garver. It still was like. Yeah, what would you grade that Woody? Like there, there's your off season.
0: <laughs> that it felt like a very much like a. I imagine like, Oakland Athletics fans now is how we were feeling when that all happened. Of like, oh man, like we just traded everybody. We got some cool players back, I guess. But like, how does this supposed to work if it didn't work before this? Like th- yeah. we don't have any reason to believe like this yeah. is going to be like better.
1: Yeah, th- that that idea that this this didn't it's the same thing, wash, recycle, rinse, repeat, kind of, you know. It, it didn't seem like there was a lot to sell right there, and I was looking at that roster, and I was like, there are four guys here, or two especially, that I would love not to see on this, and I'd love to see other guys, like, playing shortstop for this team, which leads us then to later on that afternoon. That was that was was. Did this trade come through at night as well?
0: Yeah, so this was you were you are correct on the Sonny Gray is acquired on the same day. So March thirteenth was like just the big day. Yep. So the day after we acquire or we trade we trade Garver, we then sign Sunny Gray and it, you said it it, it kind of pinned it like hey we had our shortstop we got our, our, our starting pitcher, um, it, and it felt underwhelming mm-hmm. because we had a shortstop exiting, but like we bring in a guy who, okay, good solid player, but like. At 26, when we have three allegedly guys yeah. that are like yep. supposed to be top 100 prospects, yep. that two of the three are like ready, and arguably all three are ready to at least have a season that Andrew, that Simmons had last year, right? Yeah. So it's like they can come up here and bat 210 yeah. and hit like nine home runs, like that's yeah. not gonna be hard. And it's like okay, but like this feels like it's just a stopgap. Have great. and then like the big news rolls out yep. later that afternoon, evening, yeah.
1: And that's, that's where, of course, we see Donaldson, the recently acquired what was your favorite Isaiah Kiner falafel moment as a Minnesota twin, and Ben Rohrfeld dealt with Josh Donaldson to the Yankees for, let's call this in, in order of importance, Woody. I'm going to give you three pieces. What's the most important piece for this deal? Eating all of Josh Donaldson's salary and paying for it and taking it off our books, Gary Sanchez or Gio Urshela. And the answer I feel is there's a very clear order here, but
0: Yeah, I it, we could have taken back like I don't know. <laughs> like two cases of Miller Lite and like a a pack of like backwoods uh honey berries. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. just like enjoyed the afternoon for, for Donaldson. It was like we didn't need anything back. Yeah. And the fact yeah. that we got again, oh, are these guys future Hall of Famers by no mean I mean no. But we have a catcher who can play in the major leagues, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. Well.
0: Well. Okay. Compared to like catchers that we've had, like, yeah. yeah. You know, he at least can. We know, hey, he's. I should rephrase that. We have a catcher who we know has played in the major leagues <laughs> <laughs> for more than like a full season, uh, and then we get a, a third baseman who, again, some position flexibility, a guy that's kind of just like middle to bottom half of the order. It's going to, you know, hopefully confidently bat that 260 to 280 range. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. It's like, hey, we got those back. And and again, like you said, shipping out that entire remaining two years of Donaldson and just clearing the cap space while also the Yankees doing this weird thing where they then, like, acquired the the cap space, like, the the money. Again, uh, no cap, I guess, but, like, acquired the money to take themselves out of the career running. Yeah while freeing up I, the exact money we needed n- to sign Correa. That's not only nuts.
1: the Correa running, but the the story running, too. Yeah, and maybe yeah. and maybe story wasn't as high up. But this, this all happens, and it just – this hits, and it's all of a sudden, like, my first gut reaction was, like, oh, my. Like, Josh Donaldson leaving the Twins is kind of something that I had personally, like, hoped for. It just didn't seem to be the best fit for either of them to be – as blasé about this or not blasé but to, to, to be kind of just like let's walk a kind of like a nice path it was like josh donaldson didn't fit here didn't fit with this organization it didn't feel right there wasn't a lot we were gaining from this it wasn't like i was looking at like yes josh donaldson after two years like has been everything we could possibly have wished he was even though he kind of was when he was healthy and playing like produced at a level that was kind of like okay that's that's what you kind of want from josh donaldson But moving him alone was kind of like, this is awesome. Great. We ended up with a third baseman in Orshella to replace him immediately. We ended up with Gary Sanchez, who, like you said, can play catcher to add a little depth right there. But there was also, if you recall, the first indication was like, Minnesota's not done yet. They're looking to move Gary Sanchez as well. And for that fleeting moment, Woody, I was like, oh my God, this could be brilliant. Like, we keep all the Donaldson money. We get Gio Urshela, who can play third, like, grand. Short stops now wide open for, and I was trying to sell myself a little bit of being like, okay, this is kind of cool. Like, I'm interested in the idea of, like, okay, now you open up short for going with Lewis, going with Austin Martin, or going with Nick Gordon, and, like, some capacity for those three guys. Or shoot. Orello was even being talked about playing short yeah. for the Yankees as they were looking for <laughs> solutions there so I was like okay like I went from a little bit of like just so happy that Donaldson was gone to then looking at the deal and being like if they keep moving Gary Sanchez that'd be awesome like what could we get for Gary Anderson, Gary Gary Sanchez I don't know who's out there looking for Gary Sanchez's <laughs> services but I was also that's where I was left at the end of March 13th being like oh, if, if we keep kind of, like, rolling with this, I'm a little bit more intrigued. It doesn't make a ton of sense. And all of a sudden, then I was also like, are the Twins just penny-pinching here? Because now they have $30 million off the books that they're just saving for Polad family money, which I was like, oh, shoot, what if they are doing that?
0: As someone who has watched over the course of, I don't know, I, it's been probably longer, but it was at least the last decade, Uh, team that is very important to my day-to-day overall like positivity and like general outlook on life <laughs> uh, specifically between the months of like August through May and hopefully yep. into late May uh, not this year though um and watch just owners just siphon money out of a club in Manchester yep. United yep that is what exactly what that felt like, yeah was like because yeah. you look at it but then like even worse and this is what I still am a little worried about is you look at the, how the contracts are structured in terms of length, where Sanchez is a free agent next year, where, again, we'll get to the Correa stuff more, but just touching on this part of the opt-outs, which, again, when you get a player that's that magnitude, again, who cares? Like again, It's just one of those cool things to be a Twins fan and say we signed Carlos Correa in his yeah. prime. like We were the team that got him. However, like he is opting out. I don't know what that means, but I don't think any of us are like, and his first option is going to be to choose to come back to the Twins. He might. Yeah, but, like, no one is going to sit here and, one, cry over it, but also, two, believe it. Yeah. Like, it just feels like, man, maybe they did this to, like, I don't know, like, just buy some time. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple other, you know, Sonny Gray, luckily, has two years left, and that's, like, the greatest contract ever in terms of, I think he makes, like, ten and then $11 million. So it's yeah. not like we're paying him much. But, like, a lot of guys start coming off the books, and we have a lot of young guys who will be ready, and you get real worried that all of a sudden you start looking like an Oakland team that ships out eight of their top 12 players. And then all of a sudden, the poll ads are fine because they have money in their pockets. But then you look at the product on the field in 2023 and you're like, yeah, we probably should have bought Saints tickets last year to watch this team. (laughs) And
1: this, this, I'm positive to reflect on that because I feel like that is as we move through this and outline the fact that this is where we sit March 13th, everything kind of goes stops for a hot second. And the Trevor story minnesota twins connection rumors start ramping up saying like the twins are one of the clubs that are interested in trevor story there's like four clubs in on them one of them is asking him to move positions and the twins definitely would not be asking him to move we were not the team which was team. Playing <laughs> positions and we're sitting here we're like part of this Woody. like you said uh, money wise is like they now have 20 plus million to play with turns out it's about 31 million to play with uh that they're sitting there off the books from Donaldson that is at their disposal. And, and this idea that, oh, crap, are they just clearing the books to do an Oakland thing, save save a ton of money, is starting to become a little bit more scary. And this deal less makes less and less sense unless it's just a complete, like, hey, let's clear payroll. And then, as we've alluded, March 22nd, this was at 1 a.m., AL Central time that the Minnesota Twins for a three year what's the total amount? It's
0: it's, uh, it's 105 point something it's 35.1 so 105.3? Yep. Three. yep.
1: Is that how it works math wise? Three year deal with the all every single metric every single list number one free agent in the 2022 offseason signs as the starting shortstop for our hometown, Minnesota Twins. And I think this is important as I've kind of like thought about this a lot and have heard it from all different sides. I think we need to pause and recognize too that the Twins signed the number one free agent in baseball. They, they signed him. They are paying him. He may not end up being a twin by the end of this season. Very much a possibility. Very, very, very much. He may not be a twin after the season. He may be a twin two years from now. That's absolutely Best case scenario, by the way, which we'll get to, but to just to recognize, like they did that. This front office went out, and who knows if it was just like they were like did the whole like, well, you know, we might as well give him a call and see what happens. And Scott Boris was like, "I got a deal for you," which is going to be the best for not only my client but also me, because then when we opt out and I can sign a new ten year deal next year, I get X number of those dollars. Carlos, let's do that, and like we're the only team that's going to offer him thirty five. Which do you think we were?
0: I think we were the only team that was willing to pay him in this structure that kind of money that A had the money. Because yeah. here's the thing. There's there's other there are already other offers. We know for sure that Baltimore offered him ten years three hundred. Um <laughs> but like that was the I, it was it was the weird problem. It was Baltimore did it because they know it, he wasn't going to sign it yeah. so you know it's like and then once he actually signs it, they're like holy shit yeah. um, <laughs> so like it was kind of one of those weird things it was like yeah here's the contract i mean you're not going to come to baltimore and play with uh Abby rutchman in two years Ooh. and mount castle and all, which again when he starts going down the list of guys <laughs> you're kind of like you know what other than your pitching which you have some prospects coming up maybe a 10-year ten- like john means maybe a 10-year deal in baltimore isn't such a terrible idea yeah or, it worked for miguel tejada um and it's like – so it, it it was a little interesting. And there's one other team that allegedly offered him the same deal. But, again, you, I guarantee you that Boris had contra- or language in those contracts that said, hey, I'm not going to let the previous agent take the 3% yeah. on all 10 of these years. Yeah. So we will be opting out after one to so many. And I think yeah. there's too many teams that are like, what if we go like 78 and you know 87 or however the math works on those? And then he just opts out and
1: leaves. Like, yeah. I don't love that. Um, And I think we're just a team where it's like – who it, cares? It, right? And and that right there, it's kind of like... it. My first recognition was just like, this is a great deal for Scott Boris, Carlos Correa. And you know, also, it's a great deal for the Minnesota Twins as an organization. Not yes. because it makes them instantaneously competitive. It makes them instantaneously much better. Much more interesting, much more relevant. It gives them something to sell. It also does this crazy thing where it like proves like this can happen. Because again, Woody, it it happened. Like the Twins signed the number one free agent in all of baseball. He's gonna play the start of the season in the Minnesota Twins jersey. It happened. It it's all this like seismic shift. And if it means there's a massive shift in how folks go about contracts and free agency, like I actually think that's pretty cool. But that's been it since Carlos Correa. Well,
0: we we did get someone named Joe Smith, I believe.
1: We d- we did get a a, a soft-throwing <laughs> sidearm reliever. But this is and I, and I I might have missed something that we we'd kind of talked about here, but I'm just kind of like going chronologically. Like they sign Correa the 22nd of March and then that that's been it and this ob- ostensibly from this moment on is now like this is your Minnesota Twins ball club with a couple like bench piece questions to be answered here. And that is it because this starting rotation is what it is. And that was, as I look back at the Korea signing, it was kind of like, "Oh God, we signed Korea. And then I don't know, but you and I feel we're like on the same page. We were kind of like, yeah, amazing. like let's let's take that pause and like celebrate this signing. But we can't be done. We've got if we're truly like here's all those chips, thirty million dollars worth of thirty five million dollars worth of chips. We're pushing them into the table. You gotta do one more thing at least, and that's to bring in another arm to make this team better. And that's a top end, proven starter who's healthy. And cue the many rumors of the Twins being interested in what the the Reds had to offer still outside of Sunny Gray as well as the big names were Oakland and Oakland's uh, Sean Manea and uh, Frankie Montas being like immediately like and that's where I feel like after Correa is kind of like please just make another move or two you need two more starters you need a, another reliever for truly going to compete in the central and like we said Woody since March 22nd outside of signing Chris Archer true this has been it
0: i think yeah you've you've made a, a a really like a ton of good points there where again feeding into related worry maybe it's a slightly separate worry of this feels like again the twins doing and they've done it before where you you go out and do something that's like you can easily sell and like flip as like Look at this thing we're doing. It's new, a new approach. It's the Josh Donaldson signing. Mm-hmm. It's the Nelson Cruz mm-hmm. signing. It's the bringing Nelson Cruz back. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, bringing Tory Hunter in for the one year deal yeah. when we brought him in. Right? Yeah. We've done all these things down the road, um, or before, where it's like, oh man, like this, this shit, this is the sign. This is the sign that we're different this year. That we're taking it serious. We're going to compete and try to win. But like you sit there and it's like the casual fan probably was like, yeah, we're there. We're here. Like, let's go playoffs. Here we come. But I think the season twins fan is like, this feels like there's a, a butt coming like, Mm -hmm. but we still have like a really, really thin in terms of like true depth in a rotation, like starting caliber, like major league baseball pitchers. Right. And that's a huge issue right now. We still have a ton of questions (laughs) with players that have been on this roster who have shown in, like, a one-season or maybe a two-season flash, but then, like, either lately or in general haven't really shown it. I'm talking, like, the Max Keplers. I'm yeah. talking, you know, the uh, – was Mitch Garvers. Uh, the whole catching situation. You can actually throw Gary Sanchez in there, right, right right, in right, 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 in right now. Right now. Like yeah. You may as well just put him in there. He's been here for five years, basically, of, like, we have no idea who any of you guys are. Uh, sure, like, Urshela, he's new. Like, let's give him some time. But it's like, are we expecting Urshela to be, like – a 285 25 80 guy or are we like thinking if we can get 255 15 and like 65 out of them that's a that's who we need in like the eight spot uh you know who, who's our left fielder like well, there's too many questions this out is
1: there. it's you, you got me immediately thinking like they're papering over some massive cracks yes. it, and it starts with the the rotation and it it could start and end with the rotation but it doesn't uh and, and this is just pulling up and this is where we kind of leave things. And it's really interesting to kind of the announcement from the twins camp today was, Hey, your opening day starter is going to be Mr. Joe Ryan. Uh, and all of his looking at baseball reference, Joe Ryan pitched in Woody. How many innings last year? I'm going to say, I'm going I'm to go with 64. 26 innings as a major league starter. This is in five games started, five appearances, 26 innings. You're handing the ball to this kid as your number one opening day starter. And we haven't said anything about the rest of the AL Central, but I guarantee you, you know what the Chicago White Sox are handing their opening day ball to? A proven major league baseball pitcher. You know, who Detroit's probably fucking handing their ball to on the opening day and go through the list. Like, even if Zach Renke's starting opening day and, you know, good for you, Royals. Like, kind of a good story. Yeah, it's but, like, <laughs> every single team has at least one guy. And this is, I get why you're kind of saying, like, uh, Joe Ryan gets the ball. You know, he was here last year. There is some upside. Maybe we can kind of sell this as, like, here's our unknown arm. This is the guy we got in exchange for Nelson Cruz here's what we're going to do him for. Here's his moment time to step up. But it's just still like that question of like, that's an if in itself, like y- you, what are you going to get from this kid? You're going to get 200 innings from Joe Ryan. Is he going to win 10 plus games? Is he going to throw 150 innings in his second, first full season as a major league baseball pitcher? And that's where it's just like, so you go out, you sign Korea, you put together a lineup that includes some question marks in itself, which I think we should, we should spend some time on. And then you're going to hand the ball to Joe freaking Ryan and you have a bullpen that, on a weekly basis, how many games do you play? Six games every week. I trust this bullpen with two of those games because Taylor Rogers and Duffy can only pitch in two, maybe three of those games. The rest of it's just like anybody's bet with who's going to be thrown in those. So that's where it—it it just like it hits so hard by saying like your three starters who you believe in and one of them has pitched in just 26 innings in Major League Baseball, is Joe Ryan, Sonny Gray, Dylan freaking Bundy, and then what are we doing? Like Bailey Ober and maybe Chris Archer if he can get healthy, but until he does, who's going to be that number five, number six starter? It's just, it's so, for me, disheartening, as we've always talked about, like pitching's going to win you pennants, to look at this pitching and be like, well, that's not going to win you a pennant.
0: No, yeah, it's it, it's it's kind of maddening, actually. Of like, you just think back to like starting pitching the last ten years. Yeah, like it's this super like it just feels like they're not even trying. Yeah, like and if they have something that's like been decent or like oh, okay, hey, maybe this is a guy or whatever, it's just like where is he though, like. I swear, we have to be the only team in baseball that hasn't had, like, us, like, a dude as a starter. Like, yeah, maybe he's only here for, like, a year or two. But, like, I, I'm i literally trying to, like, just think without using baseball reference right now. This is, like, literally the, the, what I'm trying to think of right now is who has been that, like, that starting pitcher who has come in and just been, like, yes. Like, thank you, like, that he's here. He's going to... Not that we've had to talk ourselves into. Not that we were like, well, he might be this, and then we were right. Like, just from the get-go, like, he comes in, and he's like, here's a guy that we can, we can count on. And I know wins aren't, like, the greatest staff, but it's an easy one to, like, say, like, hey, we're doing okay. Of like, here's a 17-18 game winner who's going to have a sub three five ERA. Uh, and the one time we had something kind of close to that, we traded him, and he signed a major deal. We were, And this is, again, I don't mind the trade of Barrios for, for no. Martin. That's not no. necessarily what I'm saying here. But what I do what bugs me is the reason we traded him wasn't because we could get Martin. It was because we didn't want to pay him for his actual value and output. And that's that's tough. And again, he was he an ace? No. He was not. And that's why I don't remember the trade. But again, like that's the closest we have have had is him. And this closest. is
1: so when you say like and I, and I push back against the 17 to 18 win like I don't know if that's out there in baseball anymore like the old metric of saying like a guy that's going to get you 15 wins yeah. but we're talking like w- when's the last time we got a guy that can get us 200 innings Woody, that's right true. that would be the baseball reference yeah, question yeah. of like when's the last time we brought in a veteran pitcher who we knew like day one hey this guy filling in if not our number one starter is going to throw 200 plus innings and they come at a premium in baseball and this is this is maybe why but we we I I I'm struggling to think of who that's going to be. We've we've even Barrios was kind of like just maybe ascending into that lights out. Like this this guy is a top of the rotation guy. We have not brought any top of the rotation arms in. And I don't think you can tell me that Sunny Gray is a top of the rotation guy.
0: We I, bo- we both love him. He's not.
1: No. Uh, we in in hey. I don't think I don't think Montas or uh the other gentleman out in Oakland would be like a number one star. I was looking at their stats earlier. I mean, these are they're younger guys, but it's just like they are solid arms that could have that growth space. The,
0: the only re- the only reason that we're excited, like we want them, is because we've accepted that we're not going to go and do the right thing. Yeah, and we're and here's the, what we're going to do is is Plan C, right? We're not even doing Plan A or Plan B. We're yeah. on Plan C of yeah. let's acquire four like. <laughs> Bad, like, number two is on bad teams. Number three is on good to great teams. Yeah. Let's acquire four of those guys, and let's just hope that in seven games, those four can win four games somewhere. And that's, like, the strategy of, like, having, like – our, if our, like, rotation was a hel- uh, healthy Maeda, uh, yeah. Sunny Gray, uh, Ma- Maeda slash Montaz, one of those – I'm assuming we're not going to get both, right? And then, like, now all of a sudden you add – uh, Joe Ryan or, like, hey, let's take a chance on a Bundy or an yeah. Archer, right? And we just we just hit them with this weird, like, just five to six guys, and we hope that, like, four of them turn into, like, number threes.
1: Yeah. That's yeah.
0: – but, but, again, we the only reason that we're excited about that path is because we've given up that they're going to go out and do the right thing. Yeah. And, I, and again, I'm not saying that the right guy was out there this year because I think it was kind of tricky. And, again, it's, it's that. But the one maybe – sliver of hope you take away from the Correa deal is hey maybe we are willing to pay in a one year maybe slash two year kind of way a 30 plus million dollar deal to go and maybe get one of those guys or for half a season
1: that's where I wanted to get yep
0: will we do it for half a season and pay 17 million dollars if we're and again the math will be wrong like 55 and 42 at the deadline
1: what did the Milwaukee Brewers pay C.C. Sabathia for half a year's service? So th- I want to I want to bring us back. now that to, was cheap because he was on his first deal. Like, he I, didn't even sign yet. Uh, I want to bring us back to that exact point because, Woody, I think you just hit on the exact best case scenario for this team. But I, 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 I want to linger in this space of being like, so why didn't we do that? Why didn't we do this? Like, so we're not going to do the right thing and, and spend money – on the most important, most valuable position in baseball because it's too risky, you can make money selling tickets by using that Donaldson money elsewhere. And maybe, yeah, that wasn't the right class, wasn't the right group of free agent pitching out there, but, like, and it sounds like this club was in on Granky. We're offering him money. Yep. And there was maybe a couple other names that we were in the mix on. If they're, you know, are those fluff pieces or just, like, Hey, we were trying pieces which are even more infuriating. Like those are the <laughs> worst. Like the Twins were interested. That's like saying that the Orioles were interested in Carlos Correa. Well, I guarantee you every team's interested in playing Carlos Correa on their team.
0: So it's just like great. Yeah, yeah it's a it's participation like, trophy. It's like yes or no, would you like to have Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> on your on your baseball team? Yeah.
1: Yes, but he can't ride a motorcycle for
0: <laughs> I, I I bet there's like 15 teams out there that's like honestly, I don't care if you ride a motorcycle <laughs> I really don't care uh, uh, it,
1: so what what what's tough with the the pill that's kind of like swallowing right now is saying like okay so they they were talking to the A's and the A's probably did the right thing or like Y'all are super interested in our, our young starting pitchers. Well, let's wait two months, and let's hit this again. And let's ask for a little bit more for half of a year's service. Yeah. I, I, and, well, but I'm like' like three years of control for both of those guys, too. Yeah. And, and it's like. we have pieces to move, Woody. We just sent down Austin Martin, Royce Lewis. We sent down Trevor Larnik. We've We have an abundance of corner outfielders. Trade Max Kepler. Do the right thing. <laughs> Like, to create some space within that, that roster for the guys that are going to do the same thing and are cheaper. Like I, that's, that's where I'm just like, it seemed to me that we had a lot of pieces to trade yet. And it's, I don't know, you look around, Woody, one of the things I, I like, admire about uh, as they head into this season, the Toronto Blue Jays seemed to not have any qualms or concerns with trading their entire farm system proven baseball players. Do that Minnesota Twins. Put a product on the field that we know that can play at a major league level. This this team has not proven. There's too many ifs. There's too many ends or only if they to to seriously sell this as a competitive club in any other division outside of the AL Central.
0: And that's where they're they're going to get away with it. <laughs> like <laughs> you sit there and you're like <laughs> you you, you want to like just it's like you build this whole case up in your head and yeah. you're like this is why pull that sucks this is why, <clears throat> yes. this is why yeah. like the Falvey regime sucks this is why like we can't win games like all this stuff because look when we go play the oh <laughs> actually the, the Guardians Tigers and Royals. Um, <laughs> We're gonna probably win of those. Let's round up to sixty games, uh, thirty-five to forty. Yep. Like, yep. Oh man, put it on the board. Let's let's hope we go nine to nine against the White Sox, and then we just need to win an, a magical like forty-five to fifty other games, yeah. and we're probably winning the division. Hey. Boom.
1: That's that. And like, I think you just you just nailed it for me. Like, say like, and they're gonna get away with it. Yeah. And we're gonna be doomed for this wash, rinse, <sighs> repeat. And not only the, – the, this is the worst part about them getting away with it, right,
0: is they're going to think they were right, right? They're, they're going to have made the wrong decision, and it's going to work out, and they're going to convince themselves. We actually did the right thing, and so we should repeat that. <laughs> and <laughs> And that's where you get caught in those terrible years where you win, like, three out of four division titles and then fifth place because you keep repeating the same mistake thinking that you're confusing luck with actual, like – Correct decision making. Of you got lucky that the right pieces hit the right times. You got lucky that Maeda, who is a career fifth like starter, all of a sudden pitches like a high end two, and it's like all sorts of that stuff. Uh, you get lucky that Rizzi like kind of screwed up his like free agent offering stuff and just came back and signed a one year eighteen million dollar deal with you. And it's like you get, and you think this is how we gotta do it. We gotta put together stuff like this and we'll be fine. And it's like actually
1: no. Oh. Man, you don't much, do that. How much more would you be excited that if, for this team if Kenta was on this rotation, and also what if Michael Pineda was in a Twins? Sl- like, give me Michael Pineda over Bailey Ober. Give me Michael Pineda over Chris Archer. Give me Michael Pineda over Dylan Bundy. I don't freaking put him in there as our number two starter. You know what you're getting from Big Mike. This is true, and he actually <clears throat> weirdly liked to be here. I, I I don't know how much of that
0: was true and how much he was just trying to get like a. A kind of nice like minnesota. contract like yeah. extension before the lockout yeah. and being like well if i could sign like a three-year 33 million dollar extension with the twins i really like minnesota um kind of thing where it's like but i'm probably only worth like seven million a year um no it, it, it now knowing I, I i will admit that like when the season ended i was like Pineda, don't let the door hit you on your way out but now knowing like who is actually showed up i'm kind of like hi ah, you know if you would have been here At least, I I said. At least, I would have known we're getting out of the guy and been like, you know what? I don't have to worry that this guy's going to have a 5.7 ERA, and we're somehow still trotting him out for his 14th start in a row. And
1: And welcome to the Dylan Bundy show. Saddle up. Is he gonna? I'm just looking at the schedule to see if who we're getting potentially lined up for us. And on the one, two, three, four, five, six games, this will be the sixth game of the season. So we'll be looking (sighs) at a little Joe Ryan at April 13th or. There is a at least
0: one day in there too of, yep. off, of off day yep. too, right? So you never know who we might get. Do they stretch it out and go a sixth starter just because like this is all weird and <laughs> they get like shortened spring training? It's cold. I will say the, the, you. the one bonus of the season the walkout affecting the opening day is today was supposed to be the opening day for the Minnesota <laughs> Twins. I just like to point this out, and it was in case you uh, like were sleeping under a rock or something. It was icy. It was yeah. wet. It was yeah. cold. It was windy. Uh, it was a great day for baseball in mm-hmm. Minnesota, um, and we would have definitely seen some eighty-eight mile an hour meatballs just get blasted mm-hmm. out into right field. But I,
1: I think we're on course for like some fifties here by the end of the yeah, week. Yeah, which encouraging. Yeah. And uh, God, I, I, now I'm just like Kenta would be like uh, moving this off season from. I, how, okay, so put put. Let's use that grading scale here like i i feel like donaldson deal makes it a c just for moving josh donaldson and like okay great your offseason was sunny gray and getting rid of josh donaldson c yeah c correct and then you're like then you create a space for like your young quote-unquote talent to have their shot and we're all of a sudden like hey what's up guardians we're just like scrumming it out here for i guess we just gave detroit second place uh that would be a c Korea like immediately has to jump you up two letter grades yes. to like A range yes. to be like you just signed the best free agent in baseball like you get an A boom yeah but I can't I can't do that without saying like but you didn't do anything to fucking make it a legitimate shot at competing outside of the fact you play in the Central and you're just trying to find something so I'm at a B to B minus okay if if you're if you're ultimately trying to tell your fan base that you're trying to compete in major league baseball a b minus if you're trying to tell your franchise base like hey we're competing in the AL Central and that's all the best we can do folks it's a b so there's like a level of like building in like what what are you trying to tell your franchise mm-hmm. fan base mm-hmm. i think if we're
0: just purely grading off season moves I think for me, again, just looking at this, I don't think you can blame the – some of it's planning on base of what you had, but you can't blame what you had to, like, impact the, the what we did. Because I think we could have said, like, we need to do this, and we could have just, we just went out and did, like, the Simmons uh, – Yeah. Like, Irvin Santana. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, <laughs> kind of like those level of guys and been like, see, we're we're addressing it. Like, these guys are markedly better than we had there before. I'm like, well, yeah, what you had there before was, like, <laughs> the worst player in baseball. So, of course, anything you do is going to be decent. And, like, so it's like, at least we didn't do some of that stuff. Um, I think, you know, Tory Hunter fits into that. CJ Crone fits into that. Like, stuff like that where it's like, okay, at least we didn't do that. However... Like for me, this is like a minus territory just because the Korea thing and what it's like, it signals what I hope it signals. I should say that we have a willingness to go out and spend more than just the air quotes highest contract we have ever given out. Cause they kept using that with Donaldson. I always drove me nuts, right? It's like that's the most, like, it's the highest free agent contract the Minnesota Twins have ever given out. Well, it's like, well, that's kind of how money and like time works. Like over time, like things just go up. Like if you're comparing this to. Some deal you made in 1996, yeah, it probably is going to be more money in 2018. <laughs> How much more
1: money is in baseball now than these? yeah, yeah, yeah?
0: It, you know, it's just like there's so many reasons, and they just like kept playing, thinking like these guys are idiots. Like we'll just feed them this line and they'll get off our ass, and that drove me insane because it was like nobody really wanted him that year. We wanted him two years before that, and you wouldn't do it, and then you gave him the same contract you should have given him two years ago. Two years later, and everyone's like, this dude doesn't have it anymore. Like, he is a good third baseman, but you're claiming that this guy is like a future Hall of Famer in his prime. And the Correa deal like, is like, hey, literally, yeah. like yeah. a future fall Hall of Famer. Yeah. He's 26. Yeah. If he opts out, he'll be 27 next year. Who says he doesn't pull like a weird, like, LeBron return to Cleveland thing where he just keeps doing the, like, I'm just going to opt out years? And there's going to be a bunch of teams that are like, we don't want that. And he could be like, ah, I'm just going to add opt-outs in like this deal. We can say it's 10 years for $375 million if you want to. Yeah. There's an opt-out after year one, opt-out after year three, and, and odd years or something. We might be the only team that's dumb enough to do something like that. And be like, sure, whatever. If you leave, that's probably better because then like, we <laughs> save money, so I don't really really care. But like if you stay, sweet. We have yeah. a Hall of Fame shortstop who's already won a World Series, who plays really well here in Target Field, who the fans, I assume, would love at that point. Yeah. Right? And it's so it's like... It's a win win for both, but I yeah, I just look at it and it's again, like you said, it's we got the bat, the number one free agent. Like, just again, that's just insane. You try to compare it to other sports. Yeah. I like, uh I'm not I'm not, yeah, we're looking at like basketball. This is like equivalent to well, LeBron's kind of generational. That's a little tougher yeah. sub a cell, but like this is like equivalent to uh like the Broncos, probably how they feel about getting, like, Russell Wilson right now, yeah. right? Or, like, Tom Brady going to Tampa Bay, I think, is a great example. Way older, obviously. But, like, again, it's like, holy shit. Like, why us? Yeah. Like, Denver, the Denver Broncos. I mean, I know they've won. But like, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Like, it's stuff like that where it's like these teams that should not be having these kind of players. And all of a sudden. That have not. And have not, yeah. And it's that, like,
1: that, that's, oh, that, that, that's the important distinction, right? It's like these teams that have not done that. Yes. Now, our, our team just did that. So does does this forever change Woody our calculations as we enter in to be like, wait a second. We could. So we, uh, you know, we could project at 2023, let's say, who's the top starting pitcher that's available? And we're all of a sudden like, no way, like, no way, yeah, Kershaw's coming here. Wait a second. Correa came here. Yeah. And 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 again, there might this might just deceive us for the next 10 years, but hey, <laughs> let's lean into it and celebrate that. Yes. So
0: because I always say the same. We now know that it can happen. Doesn't mean it will. Yeah. But it can happen because it has happened. Before it was like, well, it can happen because in theory, anyone can do anything, right? That doesn't really hold up past like five seconds. But like, you tell yourself that because you're an insane person. And you're a Twins fan. But like, now you can go to a point where it's like, we've done it before. So the reason why we think it could happen again probably won't but could yes because it has happened already yes. once and we never had that until this season with again i i don't know i was trying to look up like who the like, best shortstops in baseball are, and it's like a weird list of like it's just opinions and it's all
1: one of the best shortstops in baseball i think that's how you have to phrase it right because really there's knows qualifiers within that yes. make him even like more tantalizing because this dude just rakes yes. in october oh, just that's all he does
0: yeah it's and i don't know related to that What will be – let's let's assume he opts out and signs a mega deal with, like, New York or whatever he does, right? So, although I don't think he will sign with New York because he can't have facial hair. But uh, in a one-year, like, assuming we make the playoffs, right, because if we don't, we're trading him in July. That's how it's going to work. We all know that. That's what we're signing up for, and none of us can complain in July. I think that's – and I don't don't think anyone will. (laughs) But say he stays, we make the playoffs what is a successful Carlos Correa one-year season for the Minnesota Twins if we just are one and done with him in your mind? Mm. I have it in my mind already. And I think but. this is
1: this is getting the, all the way back to that best-case scenario. So your, your question is, so what does a successful full year with the Minnesota Twins' Carlos Correa season look like? Yes. A playoff win. Just one? Just one. Just one fucking playoff win. Is, is the it opening would series still five be games or
0: seven? A, a five games. Is it five, seven,
1: seven, or is it well, seven, seven, we, seven? We should look into the into the yeah. into the playoff because I think there is an extra spot. Right, there's another play-in game. Right, the the wild card expanded yeah. format.
0: Yeah, somewhere along the, like when the lockout ended, there was a bunch of like rule changes that nobody paid attention to because everyone's yeah. like, oh, baseball's back. Cool.
1: Like, hey, you <laughs> oh, <know." laughs> here's the greatest like flurry of offseason acquisitions. <laughs> Yeah, Oh,
0: sweet. They're really distracting us from like this terrible system where we can just send down O'Neill Cruz and no yep. one like notices and we keep him for a year. But so uh, let me yeah. say that if,
1: if, if he walks after the season, which like, yeah, fine, great, grand boy, like he stayed a twin, like I'll, I'll consider it, Woody, a victory if he stays a twin the whole entire season because that means they're competitive. Which, huge question mark, we could say, like, percentage-wise. So let me let me say a successful one-year stint with the Minnesota Twins means Carlos Correa has led the Twins to one postseason series victory.
0: I I can't find – so it's how you would think it. It's uh, the worst division winner plays the worst wild card, and then the two, like, the middle and the high wild card play each other one-game playoffs. And then the, I think there's a there's a, the division series will have the top seed play the fourth fifth winner, while the runner up so the second place will play the third sixth place game. winner. Okay, so okay. it so there's not so there's two seeding. more teams. Yeah, so one and two get a bye, right? Division winner, but third place has to play the worst yeah. wild card. They will then play the two. Yeah. And then the four, five, the two, the best wild card and the second best wild card play, yeah. and they will play the one. So that's how it
1: works. Twins win that wild card game, whatever it looks like. They yeah, get yeah. in there. Yeah. So, so as we win the wild sixth arm. best and, team. Yeah. In, in, and this is where, sketching that out just a second would be, let's say Seattle, puts everything together, Robbie Ray leads them, with three thousand strikeouts in one season, drafted first overall by my fantasy squad. Uh. Lead Seattle out of the West. In the East, it's a battle, but we hope Toronto kind of wins out. And that's shit. That's what I meant. Like, Yankees might be the fourth best team in that league, in that division. So, Toronto, Seattle, Chicago, White Sox, leaving three spaces for a mix of Boston, Tampa, Twins, absolute best case scenario, being in that mix. And then Texas? Texas hitting three to five home runs a game oh, you know, yeah, I don't think I, it, the angels didn't do anything to make that rotation uh, any. they just got Syndergaard, right Syndergaard, yeah yeah, and yeah. so you yeah but so I mean, but, but it's then it's a mix of those y- level yeah, of clubs yeah. and the twins might be in there yeah, like top yeah. tier aspiration like I just yeah. don't see them competing with the white sox for the division so you're talking wild card and then so invariably it's like somehow win that wild card game, okay and you're in. And to we're in a the,
0: full series. See the like, it's five games, uh, division divisional series. So,
1: would if we get swept in the divisional round, still a success? Still a success. Postseason victory, advance to the next round, success.
0: That is actually my exact worst nightmare. Really? Yeah. Uh, and and this is why. So, a successful Carlos Correa season, and again, we're we keep him past the trade deadline. We make the yeah. wild card, whatever we've got to at least win the divisional series. If we lose in the divisional series, especially if we win a game or even two <clears> games, I don't think there's much of a difference. One would sting a little bit more than two, but like two and then we lose in game five would be tough too. If we lose in the divisional series, even if we win a game or two games, I get worried oh. that that ownership is going to sit there and be like, or, ma- or or management or whatever, and be like, man, or get swept, right? Yeah. it doesn't Either way, and we don't get past the division round, it's going to be like, See, it doesn't matter if we bring in guys like Carlos Correa. We can't get out of this oh, round. Oh no anyway. way, no way! Because ah, there, dude, I there's there's no that.
1: way, Woody, that we we'd we'd be at this level without. Because <laughs> take well, Carlos take Carlos Correa off of this team. Insert either Isaiah Isaiah kinder falefa as that charting store that charting store set the sh- starting shortstop, yeah. sharding, <laughs> shortstop. Yeah. He, he probably, uh, yeah, sharding is not off. Yeah, like, yeah. He, there's just no way in this entire baseball universe that you'd expect that Twins team without Carlos Correa to be a wildcard team. Like, I don't know what you would possibly be imbibing to think that that Twins team without Carlos Correa is a playoff dark horse team. I agree. I agree with that. Like, that um, is, that's absolute. And I think if anybody tried to pull that line, of like, see, it doesn't work bringing in a guy for $30 million to transform you immediately from was, a joke of a team yeah. into a contender.
0: No, absolutely not. I don't think there's a single fan that would take that stance. Yes, yeah. I agree. Because I think everyone would look back and be like, well, shit, if we have the three-named shortstop from the Rangers and Gary Sanchez, I guess we trade him for Gary Sanchez. Like, so we don't have Sanchez, we yeah. don't have, we Richella, have Uh, we still have Donaldson, we all hate our lives, and it's like he's batting like two thirty four with like, weirdly 27 homers or something yeah. it's like uh, i guess he's still out there but he's like calf is like he's on the day-to-day with a calf every game and stuff and i think everyone would understand that from a fan perspective again what i get worried about is ownership slash management using that as a reason not necessarily publicly either but like then that might <laughs> even be worse where they don't even tell us that we're, they're doing this but then all of a sudden we start going back and trying to get some jonathan scopes on this team yet yeah, to say and like doing stuff like that it,
1: to say like well why did we do that all spending all that money to get the same result exactly well what you th- that you're, you're saying there's only one good solution then there's only like one thing that that would save this this team because imagine if this team sucks which might be what's <laughs> that's that's the thing we missed in the start of this conversation we're talking about t- like uh there, I, I would say like this is it's not even 50 50 if the twins are gonna be out I think it's gonna be like this is a long shot of a wild card team I feel like a very long shot if we take like the darkest most pessimistic like honest truthful look at this team this pitching rotation isn't a freaking contending team yeah not a contending team it's not a contending for the al Centrals wild card potential spot like it's it's a joke it's a joke to trot out there and say like this is a competitive ball club. And so we're hoping like best case scenario, like the, the 25% percentile here that this team is actually in contention. And then probably maybe not even not probably maybe is saying like, we're going to go out now we're going to trade and we're going to bring in a couple arms to bolster a playoff run. Like that, that's, that's like, I don't think that that's highly probable. So what if this team then moves Correa in July and then, Woody, this never – like, there's – if you're saying, like, so they, they get to the ALDS and get swept out or have two games at home and, and it just is, like, the same as it ever was with Carlos Correa. Well, shit, Woody, what if they move Correa by July and say, like, we signed this guy for $30 million and we still sucked and, look, <laughs> that's all we got to show for it and we're never going to do that again. Like, so now you're saying basically there's only one path forward for us as Twins fans to hold on hope to is that this team wins the ALDS – and that's the only way we'll ever have a front office that actually believes making impactful moves is impactful. You're laying out a very bleak <laughs> bleak scenario here because I guarantee you like right now I'm taking the I'm taking the under on Correa being a twin after the trade deadline. Wait, would I take the under or would I take the over? I would say it's it's highly likely that Carlos Correa is playing for insert competitive club oh, in July Please not the Yankees Although if they want to give up no. half their farm system for him we we'd be getting a, we'd be getting a healthy haul yeah. hopefully That's that's
0: I take that back the exact the absolute worst-case scenario
1: <laughs> is if we trade Carlos Correa to a
0: contender and get Housed. <laughs> like in a way that like we're not giving you anything, yeah. and we know he is yeah. gone, and you don't want to pay him seventeen million dollars yep. in August and September to go win twenty six games. Yep. So here's what we're gonna give you: we're gonna give you a twenty seven year old reliever, <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna give you a nineteen year old catcher with bad knees, and we're gonna give you our ninth best prospect, yep. who by the way is also a twenty five year old outfielder. Yep. Like that. Yep. That's like that's the absolute worst yeah. like scenario with the Carlos Correa signing. Which to be fair. Like, that has, like, what, less than 100%, but greater than 10% chance Oh opinion. yeah, Like, yep. it's, it's a scary, scary time come, like, early to mid-July if we are not – I think if we're hovering around 500 – again, we're going to have to kind of feel it out of, like, what are these wild-card teams doing? Because I think you're right where it's going to be, like, Toronto, Seattle, Chicago are going to probably run away with this thing by June 15th. Yeah. Right? And it's, like – maybe you have like one or two surprise teams that kind of compete with them or you'll have that, you know, there's always that weird fluke thing where it's like, and the Texas Rangers are leading the AL West by five and a half games on July, June 1st. And then like July 1st, they're like trailing by four and a half games. Yeah. So
1: What, what was yeah. that? What's that line like? Baseball uh, pennants aren't won in the first two weeks, but they certainly can be lost. Correct. Like twins, twins were done. After two weeks last year, dude, we all knew it. That was the worst. It, it was. It. it was just such a. It was such a deflating feeling. Oh man! And like that is there is a lot at stake with this, and I just I think that's where the the greatest travesty of this offseason has been. Like if there's that much at stake, and you have, I wouldn't say like the best window because this White Sox team is good, good and young, and young and yeah. hungry to prove itself after kind of uh, attaining this crown yeah. of. By default being the only team that gives a damn in the central. Like what are we doing? What are we what are we doing? Throwing thirty million and not expecting as a fan base for him to be gone by July. Yeah. That's just you are you are out of your mind if you don't realize how much of a gamble and how much the important pieces that are around Carlos Correa need to prove it. And maybe that's, like, a final point I'd like to circle back to with this lineup is, like, I hate Miguel Sano in this lineup. I hate, hate, hate having 210-plus strikeouts along with Gary Sanchez. And the only thing that gives me a modicum, like, little bit of hope is that Byron Buxton and Jorge Polanco are in that lineup. Those two guys need to have good seasons. Yes. They absolutely, desperately, 100% need. You need Polanco to do what he did last year. And that's a repeat on something he had never done before. And you need Mr. Byron Buxton to stay on the field for 130-plus games, which he has not done yet, as much as it kills me to say. And that's what you're depending on. It's just like, goddamn, like pitching staff we said was a tough thing. You need this lineup to play and play at a level, and it's not guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed, but... You haven't seen Buxton play more than how many? What's, what's pull up Byron Buxton? How many, like the fullest season that he's had? Was it even north of 120? This is coming from Byron Buxton's probably number, hopefully, top 50 fans in all of Minnesota. Did you know
0: that there's been two Buxtons in Major League Baseball history? Uh, I I thought Buxton was a unique last name, but apparently there's a, a Ralph Buxton in the 30s and 40s. Uh, anyways, yeah, I was pulling up Byron Buxton's, uh, see games i was just, i think there's one season where he did do it uh like yeah he played 150 played 140 in 2017 yeah which in happened playoff,
1: se- playoff season yeah which yeah which, which again, it was kind of was, out of nowhere was like whoa crap this team is great not great but just like funky fun i mean he
0: the stat line wasn't excellent but again this was the year that like didn't in like august and september he just like turned it on yeah and it was like oh this is what we were waiting on yeah because because the, the finishing slash line for that year is 253, 16, and 51, and he only stole 29 bases. And I think everyone was like, what's going on? But I, I want to say he was batting, like, sub 200 for like most of the season. Yeah, yeah. And I, to get back like, to 253, was like, holy man, shit. This
1: is just so hard to look at his baseball reference page. Because, you know, I, and I almost want to say, like, even in this best-case scenario of this this Twins team, with Korea, I, I don't think Correa is the most important piece. I, I think it's like a Buxton with 130 plus games, adding 20 home runs, adding 60 plus RBI, and just being a menace. But it's never happened before. What do you,
0: Dave? He played 61 games last year. Yeah. Like, and we just again, and we just gave we, him a massive extension. Yeah, it's for, not a ton of money. If like, you if you take the team out of it and you take the name out of it. Right, so take because again, I think yeah bu- the name Byron Buxton and in, in Minnesota have like this weird, uh, like affiliation where
1: oh god, like man,
0: the Twins think like in fans too, like we we overvalue what Byron yeah. Buxton is purely yeah. because of his name and what he was represented and what he was supposed to be, yeah, because. We got fleeced for Carlos Correa because that's who it was supposed to be at two. The Bucks were supposed to get drafted by the Astros, <laughs> and they're like, "No, we're not taking that guy. We're taking the shortstop um, because we can pay him like two million dollars less." Uh, but like seven years, a hundred million for a guy yeah. that can't stay on the field. Yeah, that's batted over three hundred once. That has never hit thirty home. Like again, like hundred million over seven years, not that much when you look at like a Trevor Story who bats two forty one outside of Coors Field, got six years one forty, and mm-hmm. he's going to play second base. You're paying a second baseman. How does that work out? Like twenty four million dollars a year? Oh, good luck. But like it if you again he said you take the name off and you take the team off and you put the, all the the stats yeah. and you put the contract next to it. So you'd be like,
1: what are you drinking? What the fuck did you
0: just do? Yeah. Like and it's you must be a small market team having to keep up Young Prospect. Uh,
1: actually he was twenty seven and he's going to yeah. twenty eight. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just I was looking at that, Woody, and I'm I'm thinking of all of this where this conversation's kinda led us tonight, and I'm like I'm gonna be so terrified for the first week of baseball. Like so scared. And and let's pull that up for a second. This this opening stretch. We have Seattle at home break this a uh, Thursday, April seventh. Like you noted, we are we are a week away from opening day. Not eight days, but seven days. We have Seattle, day game. Seattle, Seattle. It's a four game set against Seattle, then LA, then Boston before we get to Kansas City and then a White Sox homestand. Like, I'm just, I'm sitting here, Woody, like, all of a sudden I just got so scared about how quickly this thing could go off the rails. Like, I'm not excited about this. I'm terrified about this.
0: Yeah, it's going to be one of those things of ignore the pitching section of the box scores and just say, hey, look at these specific, like, four to six players. And if statistically it's holding up, we're gonna be okay. But we just go through, like you said, Seattle should win the division. The Red Sox, Red Sox should push C- to compete, compete for a division, right? Not so- compete for wildcard. It's like it, there's teams on that with the White Sox, right? There's teams on that list. The Dodgers and grants two games, but like there's teams on that list where you're like, you know what? We might lose the game because we might lose it nine to six. But if we go score six oh, runs in a good way,
1: Okay, like, so I, I can live with that. When, when do you do? We say we get through like end of April and try to come up for air for like a like gut check. Do we give this team until May? I, I don't think you can.
0: I always say May fifteenth is a good indicator of what what's going on. Okay, right? last year by May fifteenth we all knew like it's over. We would have to like blow this thing up and maybe we can have one of those runs where you get to like eighty eight wins and maybe that's good enough. Yeah, but like if we get to May fifteenth, because again you got to kind of ride out that April. April's tricky, but if you can get to May fifteenth and we look like we have some sort of, like, direction, I think we're okay. What will be really scary, though, is if we get to May 15th, and we're, let's call that, 35 games, uh, and we're sitting there at, like, 15 and 20, 14 and 21, and, like, the pitching, everything that we're worried about is true, right? The pitching sucks. is batting, like, 478, and with, like, 12 home runs and every team is like calling us now uh buxton's on the il again and it's like all those worries then it's start to like uh-oh like i don't the only answer that we have left at some point is nuclear red button like yeah. and you and we have to and and honestly i don't mind being there yeah right because what's worse is May fifteenth and no path forward, but you know with the roster, no one wants any of these players, right? Yeah. At least we have players that teams might want. Um, hopefully they're not batting one sixty seven on May fifteenth. Is kind of the the idea. So
1: you said there's four or five guys you're watching. So Carlos Correa has to be on that roster. Uh, yep. Um, on the offensive side, mm-hmm. for me, I'm just looking at it. It's Correa. Yep. Polanco, Buxton, yep. Arise Yep. And Kirilov is yes. that name i'm going to put on that i'd say those five are kind of there i, I would because uh, I, yeah like snow kepler sanchez i'm also done with max kepler as much as i i like max kepler i'm i wish they had done something else maybe that's just like nothing else is better i just i'm kind of like whatever. Just cheap. max kepler just is just cheap, cheap yeah. like position right field great grand yeah, yeah. so for me it's like urshela I'm, I'm not too interested in sanchez kepler and snow i'm just kind of like yeah. Whatever we get from you guys, great. But the other four names we said at the top and throw Kirloff in there, like okay, that's what's gonna make or break yeah. your team. Correct. Not offensively. Which is your only hope of competing. Unless For you sure. catch lightning in a bottle four freaking times.
0: <laughs> I agree. I totally agree with that list. Um I think wrapping up, projection time. Yep. Hundred and sixty two games, record, and then what are we doing in the playoffs as of March thirty first? 2022 a week out from opening day (laughs) notice i said what are we doing in the playoffs? so i assume we're both putting ourselves in there but uh Uh, we'll see
1: well well, you go first because okay uh, Okay.
0: again math numbers i i'll I'll try to get these here i'm a little again this is hey maybe this is march and we're here and i thought we weren't gonna have a season and i was just gonna stand around watching reruns of major league all season (laughs) um which isn't honestly a bad alternative to things like the 2021 (laughs) season but I think we are – I'll even throw a roster move in there because now that we have Sonny Gray, I can't just, like, say we're going to trade for Sonny Gray anymore because we did it, which also makes me believe that I kind of am right about some of these things, uh, just pure intuition moves. I think that was our first text after we said it, Like, <laughs> who had it
1: first? <laughs> I and it's <laughs> documented. Uh,
0: a name that I love throwing out there, I'm going to throw it out there one more time. I think the move at the deadline end of July is going to be Madison Bumgarner, I don't know what it's gonna cost. Uh I just love that there's no D H anymore in the NL. So like he has no excuse <laughs> to be like, oh man, like he's gonna have to throw to like a four hitter who's like this used to be a pitcher. Like this sucks. My area is up a full point. Um uh I think we don't have a lefty that like you believe in. Um here's a guy that can I come like in it. and do it. I don't uh, like the
1: Giants chances either. So No, no.
0: But yeah, it's uh oh, sorry D- D- Diamond Diamondbacks. Arizona. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No it, right, everyone still thinks he's on the diamond on the Giants, but Bring Madison in here because, again, it kind of fits that, like, let's acquire, like, four number threes. Yeah. Because that's what he is at this point. Yeah. But, like Correa, he has ridiculous postseason stats. He just turns on October. So, I think there's some, like, legitimate, like, hope you can believe in. I think this is a – oh, man, it's going to be risky. And again, the math is going to be off. I think we're 95 and 67. I think Chicago is going to be a hundred plus win team, so it doesn't really matter, right? But I think we're going to sit there and be solidly in the wild card Like, safely, the five, maybe the four, depending who we get. And let's hope it's some weird, fluky team from the West. I think not only do we win that first wild card game and get in, we're going to get swept in the ALCS by somebody who just kicks the shit out of us. But I I look at the three division winners who we would have to play, right? We'd have to probably play the worst one, which I think is going to be Seattle. And then it's going to be Toronto or the White Sox, and I like our chances against both in a seven, in a five game series. Sorry. Just to like, listen, none of you guys have done it before either. Yeah. You're going to win a bunch of games. It's going to be like the money ball thing in a different way. Right. Of like, yeah. In 162 games, when you get 162 chances at this, yeah, you're pretty good. And you're probably going to win hundred and plus of those outings. We get down to five and you need three, right? I like our chances to go in there and do it. However, I don't know who the fuck we're gonna pitch in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning of those games. So to say that like it's gonna be tough, which is why I don't think we're gonna have a chance in the ALCS. But that's what I'm going to say right now on March so 31st. So this
1: is this is your rosiest glasses, or is this that's your true from the gut where you feel this thing's gonna go?
0: I do because I'm gonna I'm gonna use the Korea thing like I mentioned earlier, where I think this is signaling we're willing to pay somebody. Yeah, Madison Bumgarner would cost us nine million dollars. Yeah, for the rest of whatever in July we'd get him for. August, September, October, right? So, four, three and a half months, $9 million for Bumgarner as, like, that third guy. Plus, we get Maeda back. So, in that five-game series, we are throwing Maeda, Bumgarner, uh-huh. Sonny Gray, and then whoever else you want to throw in there, uh, which, again, I don't know if you necessarily would go to your fourth starter even in that situation. Um, and, again, I don't know who you're throwing after them. So, that gets dicey. But I, I it feels like this is it. Otherwise, like I said, we're going to be blowing it up because we're going to be like forty and fifty-seven at the deadline.
1: Yeah, and I, that's why I'm just looking at this. I'm like, part of me wants to say like I I I, I like that Woody, but this is an eighty and eighty-two team, and that's that's I all I, it is. And I that's what like, Vegas has for like wins. A, that yeah. that's like a like honestly, we'd be lucky if we're eighty and 82, eighty and and eighty-two. That that's that's what I want to put out there as that's that's what I think this team is. Okay. That's that's fine I, 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 I hate that's fair. To, I hate to do it but I, I I just I don't see it and I don't see how you can survive long enough with this staff to get to a point where you're all of a sudden in the market for Madison Baumgartner or montas or m- anybody else from any sellers at the deadline to 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 to, to say like yeah we're still got, we've got enough of a shot to like get us to the point where we can get to that I I just that's where my I'm gonna fuel all of my negativity into an 80 and 82 with my like dark shades on if i flip the tint a little bit i can see us as an 88 and 74 yeah four club that's somehow by some grace maybe even 84 and 78 Club that's somehow sniffing around the All Star, but it's just so much work yeah. to get us to a point where we're buyers. Yeah, yeah, to get us to May fifteenth. <sighs> I mean, I don't think you're wrong either, right? And it's I, it's yeah. a razor's yeah. edge in there. Yeah. It's a razor's edge, and like, how long can you can you? And maybe I'll just say, like, any other previous team, Woody, in that razor's edge scenario, Twins team mm-hmm. doesn't have carlos correa on their roster that razor's edge like things break even like some of the things don't break the way you do but some of them do they would have carlos correa which would bump you towards like there's a hope we've done it with less we've done it with less and
0: that's kind of Assuming again, Bucks that we talked about the five guys, right? If that core does what they're supposed to do, not more than they're supposed to do, just does what they're supposed to do, we've won ninety plus games with way less than that. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Like that—that's what I look at. And again, like I said, (laughs) you look at that AL Central and you get eighteen games against the Guardians, the Royals, and the Tigers, (laughs) and you just sit there and you're like. Man, 45 wins against the outside of the AL Central is all we need. Yep. I mean,
1: shit, we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, so here, I, I don't know, we'd have to, you know, some other folks could do that research to see where we're at, but I think we are reaching a point here well within our return to the airwaves podcast where yes. Ryan Wood has presented a much more positive outlook <laughs> for the twenty twenty two Minnesota Twins.
0: You know, New Year, <laughs> new, year new Me, new baseball's <laughs> back, whatever whatever <laughs> like cheesy cliche you want to throw in there, we're here. And we're here for it. And uh maybe you know, literally it's uh we're about an hour away from midnight and it becoming April. Uh it could be completely changed. I could be tomorrow. <laughs> Say no way we win more than 75 Correa's gone before June um but on March 31st March 22 we are well we'll see in the ALCS game one uh I don't know who's starting game one I don't know who's finishing but what I know you, Carlos Correa is l- in that let's, order
1: let's get this on the books then because we're going to that that first home oh, yes. game then. oh yes that's guaranteed yeah. that's a uh, flyover territory guarantee of attendance
0: this is true this is true unless we're making a state run uh, in the high school football playoffs, <laughs> which also is a con question. But uh, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, we'll have opening day next time we recap. Possibly a Dodgers uh, day game to recap. Yep. Um, and then uh, we'll see where we're at mid-April. <laughs> but uh, any final thoughts here?
1: Uh, just in mid-April, if you need to find me, I will be behind the couch, like, peeking out over the top. just 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 hoping – Hoping against hope that Ryan, your prediction comes true in 2022. We'll be doing the same,
0: probably. Actually, I I'll be scared to death that I I could be the farthest off. <laughs> I might have the wins and the lost columns mixed up. But, anyways, till next time. For Dave this has been Woody. This has been Flyer Territory Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>